folks. Recorded live. A little late, but we're here anyway. This is Chuck Bartok speaking to you from the banks of the Sacramento River in Northern California. Uh, I can't from where I'm sitting, but uh, underneath the uh, beautiful shadows of Mount Lassen, the last active volcano in the United States, the continental United States back in 1919. I don't remember it. But the residue of that volcanic eruption is all around us. It's what created our area. So, 1919 isn't that long ago, is it? Not even 100 years ago. Uh, an awful lot has happened in the world in that period of time. And one of the things that has happened is the things we've been talking about on this show. This is You Can Build It, the 258th episode. The tagline is Your Business. You Can Build It, Your Business. We're joined this evening by uh, some people that join us frequently and some new people. I see Jeff Beeman from uh, uh, Indiana is here with us, a brilliant young man in marketing, uh, is in the automobile business and um, has a passion for golf, so he is establishing a, a, a very quickly growing golf, growing golf blog, which will be generating income from him shortly. His son is a uh, top-flight high school golfer, so that's where Jeff's kind of passion lies. His son can beat the pants off of him, but uh, Jeff's not on the phone right now. I think he's having weather problems <laughs> in Indiana, as we talked about. And uh, we have Mock Wing, I hope I'm saying that correctly, uh, uh, from Indiana also. And this young man is, as I mentioned uh, before we hit the button, is uh, in the uh, ammonia fuel business, uh, creating a business in using ammonia, NH3 ammonia fuel. And we have a brand new person for the first time, Zach Mills, with us. And Zach, where are you from? I, I forgot. Minnesota. Well, Minnesota. He said that just before. Minnesota. And, uh, of course, the second, third time around, uh, the, great, the great marketer, uh, the lady that knows how to market your horse business, Randy Thompson. Of course, I'm looking at her and staring at her as West North Carolina. But next time I'll know that she's Randy Thompson, so. Good evening, everybody. Hope uh, you've had a great week, and uh, we're going to kind of focus on uh, on carrying through how to use the tools effectively that are w in front of all of us at little to no cost. But first of all, I want to introduce, as I mentioned, Zach Miltz. Zach, tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, you know, not for a half hour, but <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, your age, what you've done, and what you're doing. Um, I'm 15. I, I'm, when I first started doing stuff online, I started with surveys, if you guys can remember that. And then I went to YouTube videos and generated some income via AdSense, which has died down. But uh, recently started blogging on my a new blog and have gotten a lot of great feedback from Chuck, which is very considerate. And yeah, I'm hoping to take it to the next level here in the next couple of weeks. What what areas are you going to focus on? I mean, you know, we've talked on this show at length. Is there any specific area, either in marketing or product production or sales, that that has your hot button? I would say I'm going to find something that I want to market. I have not decided what exactly, but I'm going to build my Aweber list here and get started on that with my money from my job. <laughs> That's right. We want to tell us a little bit about the fact one conversation we had last week, and I asked you the pointed question, how are you supporting yourself? And you said that you do have some nice parents that allow you a place to live and something to eat. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't nice. think they're in the position to underwrite your business. Is that correct? That's correct. So therefore, if you want to have an AWeber account, if you want to have your own hosting, and if you want to uh, buy some very valuable tools, uh, it takes money, doesn't it? Correct. And uh, yeah. so what did you decide to do about that money thing? Um, do it by myself, I guess. I thought about my options, and I chose one that was re reality, I guess, yeah. So what did you do? Share with us what you did. I got a job at Culver's. And what is Culver's? Um, a local fast food place. <laughs> All right. 
Now, you at age 15 decided that you have something you want to do, but you knew that you needed help to do it, and the only people that's going to help you is you. The only you know, person that's going to help you is you. And it doesn't sound like it's the most exciting thing in the world, but you made a decision. You saw an ad. You took an oppor- You walked into an opportunity. Sure, this is what fascinates me, and, and I'm sorry, people listening today, tomorrow, in the future, Zach is exhibiting the attributes of a person with a dedicated business mindset. Not somebody who is waiting for it to happen and not somebody who is thinking it's going to happen because they're really neat people. So share a little bit about us with us, Zach, if you could, uh, about your uh, securing this job. How did that go about? You had an interview first, well, right? Yeah, you, I'll tell you about the interview. Um, I locked in introduced myself, sat down, and the first sentence that came out of my interviewer's mouth was, okay, we want to hire you, and then the rest of the conversation was how it's going to work. What are my hours going to be since I'm 15? What, how many hours I can work? Told me I can't work past seven. And so, yeah, I had my whole speech prepared with with trust help. <laughs> Didn't even need to use it at all. Well, well, there's something about this that I think is important. You walked in for the, quote, what we would call a final interview, but uh, obviously the person interviewing you did not make that decision based on you walking in the room. There, there's something that happened before that, wasn't there? Oh, yes. Okay. I introduced myself to the general manager when I picked up the application, stood up, shook his hand, looked him in the eye, and he liked me right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So he had requested that I didn't even need an interview to just hire me. But the other equal manager had wanted the interview, and so so she already knew I was hired before I even walked in the door. <laughs> Randy and and uh, oh uh, Zach is uh, or excuse me Mock Wing left. I'm sorry, Randy. What, what do you think of that? What, what what do you see here, Randy? Based on your experience in the business world. Well, I think that he's doing exactly what he needs to do because when we create our own realities in the business that we love to do, we have to take up other positions and jobs that we may not have thought are important to our success. But reality is, unless we can make our own way, nobody's going to do it for us. Kudos to you. That's, Thank that's you. the way I felt too. I, I congratulate. <laughs> I mean, it was funny. He he uh, messaged me that he got the job, and of course, you know, it wasn't like new news to me. <laughs> I, I knew it was going to happen just by the man, and I didn't really. I mean, I just had that sense. But you did yeah. mention something, and, and Randy, uh, I want Randy to enter into this because both Randy and I have realized quite a while ago that it is best to focus into some what the world calls niches or narrow see the thing that i see on the internet today is everybody is an internet marketing guru and everybody wants to show me how to build lists and everybody wants to show me how to blog and most of those people that are doing that you get a sense that they really don't know what they're doing but then you come across people who, like Randy, who Randy, you, are, are, do you consider yourself a broad-based marketer, or did you decide to focus somewhere? Somebody's on a, a speakerphone or something. We've got some background there. That or they're on Skype. Oh, Jeff, are you on Skype? We've got uh, Mac. Okay, Mac. Jeff, you're on the phone, aren't you? I'm on the phone, but not on Skype. Okay, Minnesota. Is that who is Minnesota? We have what? I'm Standing, which is Zach, and we just have a brand new person, Minnesota, has joined us. I oh, think. that's my other computer recording the conversation. Oh, no, no, Zach, you got to turn it off, bud. There's no mic on the computer. We Aren't you on the telephone? No. Here, if it fixes now, then it's me. Is it still it's bad? you, yeah. yeah this, show, this call is recorded, Zach. Okay. That's weird. For, There's not even a mic on the computer. I don't know how could it how it could do that. Because it's listening. I I know. Anyway, we won't go into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Getting back to Randy. You're well known on the internet. How? What What is it that you're well known for? I'm well known for showing people how they can succeed. Okay. 
So I've made a lot of mistakes because, as you know, I came here because I had to. I had to reinvent myself in right. what I was doing because I'd had a serious accident with horses. Right. And so what I've done is by taking people on my journey and showing them what to what they can do by my mistakes is I become a success, whatever that means, mm-hmm. by showing people how to be able to succeed themselves. But like what Zach is doing, Zach, is that your name? Is that, do I have the right name? Yep. Yep. Okay. This has not been easy. I've had to pick up outside jobs outside of what I'm doing to be able to reinvent myself completely at the age of 50, well, 56, 55 is when I had to start doing it. So there was no option. Either I reinvented myself, which is what you're doing, even at the age of 15, you're inventing what you're going to become. Either Correct, I had yeah. to reinvent myself or my life would be spent doing something like being a waitress. But it's okay to go out and be a waitress for six months. That's exactly right, because sometimes we have to survive. Right. You know, we survive, and I'm still, you know, doing the process of reinventing myself. I'm spending easily, easily four to six hours a day on creating my image on social media. And what I was was leading up to, Randy, is that you are known on the Internet in a – uh, you know, marketing and, and the things that you're sharing, but you took your past history in the horse business since you speak horse. In other words, this is what I was trying to get to. It's a lot easier for you to speak horse than for you to reinvent yourself as a fisher person. Would you th- say that to be true? Yes, because horses have always been my fashion, but right. the reality is, is marketing is marketing regardless right. of what, like you say, it doesn't matter what niche we choose. The marketing that we choose is what makes the difference, and the difference is how we're able to make other people feel visible and valuable. Mm-hmm. That's you, my opinion. Well, and, and you're absolutely correct, and I'd like to share with the world that Randy has a Facebook fan page. It isn't that old, is it? 2010 was when I started Auto Market Horse Business. Yeah, two, two, two. and it is considered or has been named as one of the top ten Facebook fan pages in the world. That's right. It by was, Social Media Examiner. Yep, the winner. Yeah. And numerous other awards. Right. This was without making any income on it. Right. So what I did was I spent the first couple years just digging in the trenches, as they say, Mm -hmm. creating credibility and putting myself out there because people realize that I really care about them. Mm -hmm. But, Zach, what you're doing is is so important. You have to support what you're going to do to create your dreams. And sometimes it means doing things you don't expect you have to do. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully that will be temporary, that job. Oh, you'll go back and forth. Like yeah. for a while, you'll be able to do what you're dreaming, and then you'll have to say, "Oh man, I need to pay my rent." Yeah. You know, and it's not. Sometimes you'll feel like it's a dead end. Sometimes you'll feel like the door is open for you, but you just keep believing in your dreams, and keep working towards them. You cannot expect anybody to support you in the process. Great yeah. advice. Great advice. Of course, support can be. It doesn't have to be financial support, but I think Zach is learning that none of no one has ever built the island by themselves and that it's not bad to ask for help. You know, I've always felt masterminding is most important. Yes. And but when you do get involved in a relationship with people which we call a mastermind, you always want to enter that relationship with your palm down which means you want to enter into that relationship with the thought of giving, and that's your primary motivation, uh, instead of walking into the relationship with your palm up, uh, expecting your hand to be filled. <laughs> right, and, people are not going to fill that pan. Right, right. So I, I, I think Zach, I mean, I'm just amazed at the short period of time, he is starting to use uh, social media well, uh, Zach, are, are you spending any time at all on Google Plus? No, I'm not. 
Okay. I want I'd like Randy to share with us and also Jeff's on board. He's starting to hang out a little bit. Uh, Randy, what is your and and you know you can be as candid as you want to. There is the two major in my mind. The two major venues are Facebook and uh, Google Plus. What is your analysis of the two, Randy? Well, I would say, Zach, are you a local-based business? Is that what your direction is? Um, that, I would say that's still to be determined, actually. Okay. All right, so what you want to do is, since you're not determined yet, is your goal is to network with all the movers and shakers of the niche that you're in. Like, there are people that you know that are part of where you're going, right? Yeah. Those are the people you want to start posting on their pages, creating conversations with them, and creating a relationship with them because they're the people who will help you find your way into your success. You will not be able to do it on your own because you don't have the experience or the knowledge to be able to do what you can do with the help of others who have already broken the way and created the paths for you to follow. Very good. A, a perfect example of this, Zach, uh, there's a young man who, believe it or not, is offline now at his choice. I met him when he was a little bit older than you. He was in his early 20s, about 21. And uh, he lived in Sacramento. I live up here. And we met in a, in those days, they didn't have Facebook or, anyway, we met in a forum because I spent a lot of time on forums. And this young man struck me. Anyway, we met personally. We drove each equidistant to get to each other, 50 miles, had lunch, got to know each other. And he decided that he wanted to be well-known on the Internet as a list-building expert. 20 years old. 20 years old. But he said, hey, I just want to be known as the list-building guy. Now, I'm going to share something with the decisions that he made. He had a full-time job at a grocery store. And when he came home from his full-time job at the grocery store, he spent the next eight hours on a computer, learning by doing Google search, getting the questions answered by reading and learning, and not spending a dime, not a one dime, other than his time and energy. He wrote extensively. He took notes. He copied. He pasted. He typed. Okay? And he wanted to find out what other people were doing to build lists and where the strengths were and the weaknesses, so on and so forth. And the more he learned, the better he got. He made a decision that one of the quickest ways for him to enter the market was to get a list quickly. And he chose something that might floor the people on this show. He bought a traffic exchange. Does everybody know what a traffic exchange is? No, I don't. Okay. Well, Randy, you know what a traffic exchange is, don't you? Is Randy with us? Yep, I'm oh, here. You know what a traffic is, sometimes called TEs? Yes. Basically, a lot of people poo-poo them, but what happens is you watch the screen, and you're going to see advertisement after advertisement pass by your eyes. This is in the old days. And you would be getting points for every one you looked at, and those points would be spent by you having your ad looked at by other members of the group. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Is I'll show you yours if you show me mine type thing. Now, a lot of people still do spend an hour, two hours a day looking at advertisements from other people. There is a, there is a plus side to that I'll share in just a minute. But they're doing that to get points. Okay, well, John Bott had, had an opportunity to buy the script – for a traffic exchange, and it was $100. He didn't have $100, and he went to his mother, who I know is she's an interior decorator in Yuba City, and he, uh, she loaned him $100. And he paid her back quite soon, because people can become an upgraded member of a traffic exchange and therefore get more points per look. You see what I mean? I mean, you know, there's, there's benefit, okay? Make a long okay. story short, in, a very, in less than six, eight months, John had a viable list of people who liked him because he took care of his customers very well, provided a lot of personal service on the traffic exchange, and he had a list of about five, 6,000 people in a short period of time. 
He had he had the permission to send them emails. He had the permission to talk to them because that was in the agreement of becoming a member of the traffic exchange for free. See, when you sign up to a traffic exchange, you think you're just doing that, but nobody ever reads the terms and conditions, and basically you've opted into a mailing list, right? Yeah. It's not a bad thing. But anyway, John went on to design other traffic exchanges. Uh, in the meantime, he got married and had a couple of lovely children. And it, I, I'm going to share this because I think it's important for all of us to understand John did very well on the internet. He had he had worldwide notoriety. He wrote books on list building, okay? And and his techniques worked quite well. We both attended a meeting uh, in San Francisco, 500 of the top marketers of the world met several years ago. We were there for 3 days and uh, people wanted to ask him questions. You know, he he was 22 years old and he was a person of notoriety. John decided now that he had a family, lovely wife, that the Internet life didn't excite him as much as possibly something else. And he literally walked off the Internet. <clears throat> Not broke. He didn't fail. He did very well financially. He sold his traffic exchanges for several thousand times what he paid for them and had invested. And two of them that I know of are very, very popular and well-known today. But he learned to build the list and it was the knowledge of building the list is what he sold does that make sense zach yes it does because you would buy his book right uh, um yeah <laughs> i want to link to it no no and well we'll, we'll take care of that later but okay this is what, what john did is he looked at the market he taught himself what to do he asked questions and he did mastermind quite well and very similar to the story Randy told, except she did it later in life. And it's the same thing I did. I just came online a few years ago. But uh, marketing is the same, regardless of what it is you're marketing. And learning those skills in marketing is what most people don't spend time doing. Jeff, you're online, aren't you? Jeff Beeman, are you there? says you are, Jeff. Where did you go? I'm here. Just muted out. Oh, well, unmute yourself. I've got to hear your dulcet-toned voice once in a while. Well, you don't need to hear all my background noise either. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Beeman, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, has a great business-building talk show on Tuesday nights. Uh, Jeff, do you want to give it a little plug, please? Uh, sure, I can. Uh, to start it, I was on episode 10 last night, and uh, I've named it My Daily Moneymaker with the, with the thought process of bringing ideas uh, you know, with the tools and everything that's out there on the internet and available through the internet uh, to be able to use to say, okay, this is what I'm using to make my money every day. And uh, I had a great guest on last night, a, a friend who's also learning and uh, building a business, and uh, him and I were able to throw a bunch of information back and forth, so it was fun. And uh, also, uh, I'm I'm now scheduled to do. Uh, you mentioned earlier the Google Hangouts so is going to be my Thursday night uh, at nine o'clock, and uh, basically kind of do the same thing, but do it on the Google Hangout instead of on the talk show. So that's that's again nine o'clock Eastern time or nine o'clock Central or what? Correct, nine o'clock Eastern. Mm -hmm. Okay, how does one get to your Tuesday night talk show? Can you t let us know what the code number is, please? Well, I could if you give me a second to look it up. <laughs> he uh, doesn't have it memorized. <laughs> By the way, while Jeff's doing that, we've mentioned it before. If anybody wants another way to get some traction and build a list, is to invest a little time and have a talk show. It's free. Do it for 15 minutes, or you can have a, a daily 10-minute something. You might present a new idea every uh, day for 10 minutes and then have an open mic for five minutes. And what's amazing is people are constantly surfing the web looking for this information. And if you set up your talk show properly with the proper keywords, when people search for those keywords, bingo, there's your talk show. And bingo, you have somebody listening to you, maybe not the day of the show, but all of these shows are recorded and people enter the back room and listen to all or any that they want to. Mark Wing is with us live on the uh, phone. Are you able to talk or are you still bad with the cold? Well, I can talk. I just sound different than I usually do. So 
um, yeah, I was logged into the computer and they had an audio problem, so I went ahead and dialed in so I can see both the chat and the uh, audio is working now. So, um, yeah, I'm interested in hearing more about the Google Plus uh, social networking because I have underutilized that resource, and I believe it could be an interesting place to go, especially as kind of Facebook is everybody's on it, and there's not a whole lot of uh, purposeful connection there. I'm hoping maybe that Google Plus will have a different kind of community, different kind of person that uh, their format might attract and might be able to be more pers uh, or a purposeful at uh, Google Plus. So, what, yeah, what's your um, feeling about that, Randy? That the do you uh, feel that yeah. Google Plus is working a little better for you? Well, it sounds to me, and this is from my experience, that it's not what social network you're using. If you're not getting interaction, it's because of the way that you're sharing your posts. You need to create posts that create conversations. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. Whether it's posting photos or information, you know what? The biggest surprise for me with social media was realizing that people don't like to get as serious as I do. <laughs> so whichever network I'm on, if I'm sharing three posts a day, two of them will be something as simple as photos that create conversations, because I always create a conversation, or one serious comment. Out of all of my posts, I would say maybe, maybe 10% are promoting what I'm selling. The main purpose of everything we're doing at social media is called social media because it's about being social. It's about creating relationships with people that you want to know. That's why you choose who you want to connect with and share your comments on. I'm I'm on Randy Thompson's Google. By the way, there, there are, I'm going to interject just a minute, Mark Wing, that I have begun to like Google Plus because at my age, <laughs> and and I don't let old get in my body, but when I look at the Google Plus page that I'm on right now, it is clean, crisp, and uncluttered, and I can focus my eyes on what somebody is saying. And what I'm reading, I happen to be on Randy Thompson's page. I can read about her, and the about page of a Google Plus is very because it's basically your Google profile, which can be expanded to the moon. Yes. You have your YouTube here. You have your photo albums here, and you have, have your plus one media networks. Every right. social media network is listed on there, and all my websites. Right. Now, I'm looking at Randy just to give you an idea of what she was saying, guys. Randy also has a community, which we talked a little bit about last week, and we will next week again. Two she communities. Has a, pardon me? Two communities. Two communities, yes. And on the horse community, horse and equestrian community, she posted the picture of a pony with Easter bunny ears on it. Okay? I mean, what does this have to do with the world? And here's what it says. Many people are celebrating the Easter holidays. Do you have a special photo? Would you like to share it with us? Now, here's the greatest thing that Randy Thompson's doing, and I think it's a lesson well taken by anybody listening today, tomorrow, in the future. She is actually teaching me by saying this. When you share a photo on Google+, try to find a way to get people to talk by adding a comment to that post. As you can see, I added a title, and that started a conversation. Now I'm going to ask a question to see if I can get anyone to talk. Do you want more people to talk to you on Google+, Facebook, wherever it might be? Are you ready to start sharing posts that are interesting and get people? If, if so, this is a call to action. Please plus this post. Now, those of you that have just heard her name, Randy, R-A-N-D-I, Thompson, if you go to Google+, Plus, put it in the search bar, you're going to come up with maybe several Randy Thompson. She's the pretty girl. <laughs> and R-A-N-D-I, you, you put her in a circle, and, and you start engaging. Now, is, can I engage? I can engage with you right here on your home page, correct? That's correct. And here what happened. That article, uh, two people came up, and uh, Chuck Bartok said, <laughs> Randy, are you going to join us tonight? And then Annika Greer said, I love the Easter pony. 
the point here is if you scroll down Randy's page, she's not advertising anything or asking me to buy anything. She is sharing with me, a novice, interesting things about social media and some fun stuff. You know, fun pictures, but she even takes the fun pictures and turns that into a learning share. Now, I scroll down, and here's a link that she's linking to Mashable, How to Market Your Small Business with No Budget. Great article by Mashable, by the way. If you're not a subscriber of Mashable and you want to be in the marketing business, you're missing out on a great opportunity to have some of the finest professional material delivered to you at no charge. And you can actually social media there, right, Randy? That's exactly right. And that brings up a good point. You'll see that when I'm posting on social media that I often share other people's articles. Right. Other people that are movers and shakers in social media or whatever, I will share their articles because what it does is not only does it share what they're doing, but by sharing what they're doing, it associates me as being an expert in the field. Yep. You know, and that's a trick that a lot, it's not really a trick. Reality is, is I'm comfortable enough sharing like with Mashable or Social Media Examiner or whoever. I'll share their articles that I feel are just like what I would write. I share their articles, people associate, they say, wow, if she shares that about them, then she must be along the same line. And it's true. Instead of me spending 20 hours writing that article <laughs> and share an article from them. Thank you. And I'm guilty by association. Right. That, that, Randy, that, that is one of the more brilliant ways of saying something that we've tried to convey for years is that the edification of other people edifies you. And I, I connect mean, me with them. Yeah, people just don't understand that. Well, they, they, they want to keep they, it to themselves, they, you know. They haven't been exposed to people like us that can share them with you. Everybody that I've shared their information with knows who I am. Yep. Any comments out there? Any questions? Zach, what's on your mind? I'm trying to observe everything she's saying. (laughs) (laughs) And you you won't in one night, but you may listen to this show three or four times as you're walking to work. You're so lucky to have this information now, Zach, because we didn't have people to show us the path. We made yeah, I realize that. made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Still you do. Know, we, you know, it hasn't been easy for us, but you have the opportunity to grab onto what we're sharing with you, and you will be able to move forward faster than we could have imagined because there was no way for us to assimilate or understand this knowledge. You're learning from our mistakes. Happy, happy life, because what a gift. <laughs> that, that's awesome. It's, uh, how about you, Jeff? What, I, I know that, I mean, I want to bring back Jeff. A lot of people that are on the call tonight may not be familiar with Jeff, but if you go back into our past episodes, you'll sure hear him a lot. Uh, Jeff, you've had some stumbling blocks and some eyes opened in the last year or two, uh, do you feel that it's been social media that's helped you, or what? Yeah, and I and I have to comment on something Randy said earlier about uh, working your way through for a while. Uh, so many people jump into social media and marketing and so forth, thinking it's a uh, you know it's an automatic paycheck, and it's not. Um, I mean, there's obviously there's always those few that, that make something happen real quick, right right away off right off the bat, but. I appreciate Randy's comments to the fact that she worked on it for a while, quite a while, and as I am as well, I'm I'm still in that building mode of uh, you know building and learning and gaining that credibility and, and uh, that list building part of it as well that she talked about earlier, and um, you know that and that's where I feel that uh, that's where I feel like I'm at, and that's where I feel like I can convey the message out to anybody that's beginning in marketing uh, to, under, to better understand that it's a, it's a delayed gratification. It's not a immediate <laughs> gratification in a lot of places. It's in a lot of, a lot of parts of it. In our future. Yeah. yeah we so have, uh, excuse me, everybody, we have California with us tonight. Who is that, please? Hi, it's Margot Alexander. Well, Hi. it's Margot Alexander. 
How are you? Good, good, and so glad that you were able to work through the morass and get here. Yes, me too. Hi, Margo. This is Randy. Randy's here, and Marco, uh, we have a young man with us, Zach Miltz, uh, a new marketer, and uh, Guest 8 just joined us on the computer, Mark Wing is in Indiana, and Jeff Beeman is in Indiana. And the two. By the way, for those of you that are on the show, take a pen and paint, pencil and write this down. If you go to, anytime you want, 24-7, go to talkshoe, talkshoe.com slash tc slash 13372 that will take you to a you can build it business website and on that are all 254 past episodes you can right click on any one of the mp3s and download it to your hard drive upload it to your ipod listen to them or you can listen to them streaming while you're writing your blog posts right on your computer uh, there's right. no ch- there's no charge for this. It's, it goes all the way back into the history of this show where we started out designing a business, building the business plan for the business, building the budget for the business, cash flow projections, the legal side, and so on. And the show started from there. You can build it. And what we've done in the last couple of years is ta- <laughs> have talked about and focused on utilizing the tools that are available to us. And that's what we're here for tonight. Uh, we've got a great group of people with us. And, of course, Randy, who is the I, – I just kind of – I don't know why I think of Randy and Google+. You know, you're, to me, you're easier to read on Google+, than you are on Facebook. <laughs> is it me? That's because you met me on Google+. Is that what it is? Okay. So I associate you with Google+. A perfect example of what Randy was talking about can be found on a March 23rd post on Google+. This, this is what makes people like Randy grow and become followed, and people then call her to hire her services because she is a consultant. And here's, here's a great thing. Have you ever ridden anything else? And she posted this in a horse community. When I was younger... I did ride a big turtle. Our cousins had cows, sheep, and pigs. And yes, we also tried riding them. Usually we ended up landing in the manure, but we did try. She is asking me. She has a call to action. Plus one at share and tell us what animals you've ridden. And underneath that, she has a delightful picture of a young boy riding a big old tortoise. What a delightful scene. Okay. The thing that's most important here is 12 comments, 12 people, Unashad, camel, elephant, donkey, and ox. Now, I'm going to turn right around right now and ask Una how she had the opportunity to ride those animals. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah. Bailey's hunting directory, camel, elephant, donkey, and driven two sheep. Does that count? All of the above plus pigs. Marinda Atkins says camel, horse, and pony. Mary Elvelyn Lee, mm, my laundry basket turned upside down and a stuffed horse on top of a Rubbermaid bin. At one point in time, my bike was a horse too. And here's Randy Thompson says, I started riding a broom. I didn't know that, Randy. <laughs> then moved up to a low-hanging tree. I think my best horses were in my imagination. And then it just goes on and on with all these lovely people. This truly is social media because here's what I'm doing. I don't know Unashad. I'm clicking on the blue link. I'm going to her profile. I find out that she's a photographer. She attended Cayuga Community College. She lives in Aurora, Colorado, which is interesting. I guess what I just found out, everybody. Aurora, Colorado is where another good friend of mine lives. Mm. Yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't know that. I just, this, is, this was not planned, okay? So after the show today, I, and she's a photographer, and I imagine she takes pictures of horses, and Randy already knows and Jeff knows that that's a major part of my life because I'm involved in about three horse industry businesses <laughs> that are always looking for photographs of horses. So I, does it, 
does everybody get the idea of what this this does for us? Yes. A total stranger myself, uh, you know, I can broaden my base. Cleaning up dog vomit is my favorite thing to do. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, the, um, well, anyway, we have an opportunity, each and every one of us listening today, tomorrow, and in the future, to grow a business by applying and utilizing the tools that are in front of us effectively. And, I, and I'm going to make a commercial right now. If you feel that you're going nowhere, if you feel that you're lost out there, get in touch with people like Randy and myself. I work with people every day in building their social media presence, as does Randy. We're not in business together. In essence, we're competitors. But how could you be in competition when there's literally millions of people out there that would be seeking your help? The only competitor you ever have is yourself. That's a little philosophy on my part. Well said, well said, well said. But but I, I'm serious. You know, the Zachs out here, the young man, 15 years old, who wants to build an Internet empire, realize that he needs money to do that because there's things he has to subscribe to. There's, there's hosting that he has to purchase. My next barrier is how am I going to get a credit card to pay for it? Well, we're going to talk to you about that. You don't want a credit card. You only, for the rest of your life, the only thing you ever use is a debit card. So you can't over, you can't spend what you don't have. Well, wait a, wait a minute. Wait a Go ahead, Randy. If I could add something here. Yeah. Chuck, I agree with the debit card, but reality is, when I've been going through hard times and I've had to restructure everything I've doing, thank God for credit cards. Okay, Randy. And at the age that Zach is, all of a sudden, everybody's going to flood him with credit cards. That, that, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> In other words, I, I, of course, I am really – well, here's my confession. The two times in my life that I was broke on the streets and didn't have anything was when I said yes to credit. In, in the businesses I was in in agriculture, it becomes a, uh, it becomes a dope. It becomes like, like a heroin, okay? And and the people that sell that credit are constantly saying, well, you had a bad year this year. You lost 50000 so why don't we just up your loan next year? We'll cover the expenses on last year's loan, and, and we're going to do all this magical stuff. My biggest creditor was the federal government because they were running around my neighborhood showering people with money. And I just got married. I had a young family. Didn't it sound great? <laughs> the problem is, it gets out of hand, and I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just the only jerk in the world that did it, although about 60 of us in our neighborhood found ourselves in the same position. Because uh, You're not a jerk. They moved the cheese on us is what they did. You see? <laughs> but I'll say this. I have, we have built businesses taking the gross profit of that business and reinvesting it back into the business. And instead of growing in one month, it might take a year. But when you're done with it, folks, it's yours. You're not beholden to anybody. Now, when you get to that position, and if you feel you need an expansion, if you need, feel you need a bigger server, if you feel you need something, first look at the way that you can finance it yourself. Look at that option first. Then go out, shop for it, and make sure that everything that's the parameters of that loan are totally built into your daily operating system. Not what might happen, but if you've got an interest rate of, of $6 a day, you better bloody make sure that you make another 6 bucks a day to cover that interest because 30 days go by, it's 180 bucks. Two months goes by, it's 360 You've got to make one hell of a big sale. And I'm not using funny numbers here. Uh, to, to pick up that 360, but it's a lot easier to go out and make six bucks a day. If you have to, you might go get a job at the local Culver's. <laughs> yeah, no, no, great idea. Huh? Great idea, I said. You know, I mean, I mean, this, this is. I, I'm just not. I'm, you know, Randy. I, I know what you're saying about credit, huh? I, I'm not damning it, okay? But I had somebody call me the other day. And they have a great business proposition, and both these young ladies are accomplished internet marketers to a degree. She showed me this beautiful business plan, and she said, now all we have to do is go out and secure $50,000 to get it done. 
And I said, why? And she said, because we need this and we need this. I said, wait a minute, you've got the idea. You both have the ability to write. You both have the you can You can get your toe into this business tomorrow. Now, it's not going to grow according to your projection, but you're going to get your toe into it. The next thing you're going to get is your foot into it, then your ankle, then your calf, then your knee, then your leg, and pretty soon the water is up to your waist. But you own the pool. I think a lot of us in business today have been sold on the concept that we must borrow. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Chime in, everybody. I mean, shoot me down, please. I, you're absolutely right, Chuck, because you're very, you're very able to secure everything you're doing. What happened to me was I, as you know, I had a serious ride neck. Right. And during that time, I real my income dropped a lot because all of a sudden I realized because of the accident I could not ride horses anymore. Right. My income dropped from where I was doing very well to barely surviving. And I had to go to, and I, you know, I never thought I would get to this point, but reality was, right. without my credit cards, I wouldn't have survived. But you didn't start off with them, did you? <laughs> no, because okay. nobody would give me credit in the beginning. Right, right. You earned, you earned the right, and you managed it well. That's right. And now I'm paying terrible interest and everything else, but right. I'm sitting there going, thank yeah. God. Right. Because without that, I would be on public assistance. Right. I wouldn't be able to create my dreams. I wouldn't be able to do what they're doing. And I'm paying way too much for everything. I understand that. But, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm reinventing myself. I need to be able to do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And so for me, at this time, without credit, I would not have been able to reinvent myself. Right. And I agree with everything you're saying is so true, Chuck. I'm not disagreeing with you one one minute. But one I think your example is important for everybody to understand also. That's right. Sometimes it comes down to survival like right. Zach. He's starting out, and reality is he's probably going to have really high interest rates because he's 15. Right, right. And, and, and believe it or not, Zach, you can get that check from Culver's. And, and, by, <laughs> yeah, and, by, and by the way, Zach, Zach, Lesson yep. number one for anybody in a small home-based business, when you fill out that W-2 form and it asks how many dependents you want to take, you say you want 10. Really? Okay? Tell me yeah. more about this, Chuck. I because, uh, very, about- very good, very good. Here, right. Here's the thing. Here's the I, thing. This is what I need to hear, too. Okay, if you're employed. Because you know, I somebody don't have is, a family somebody, or anything. Pardon me? I don't have a family or any dependents to claim on my tax forms. Okay, but no, no, no. Are you employed somewhere? Myself. Okay, no, no. This doesn't apply to self-employed people. <laughs> okay? This, 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 what I was, we were talking about financing, okay? Yes. Zach has a paycheck from Culver's. Is he working full-time? Well, it's irrelevant. He has a paycheck, and, and they always ask your W-2 from which they determine how much tax will be withheld per check. Okay. Now I know there's differences in numbers, but this is a fa- you know. Let's just use these facts. I need to hear this too. Thanks. Okay. If if a person is is legitimately if they have a written business plan, and if they're documented to that point, and they have established that their business is being conducted from their home, residence, apartment, dormitory, whatever, as long as they can document that a Weber sends. their affiliate check to that address, okay? And I'm using that as an example. Your place of business is your home, and you have a home-based business. Now, the Internal Revenue Service and the federal government, there is no mandate that you must make a profit. The, The mandate is you must prove to them that you have made a concentrated effort to grow a business to that end result, and this has been, I can name court case after court case. Isn't there like a statute of limitations, like in agriculture, you have to do like seven years? No, you don't have to in agriculture. What happened is they passed legislation in the horse business back a few years ago. In the horse breeding business, 
But I have friends. I farmed. I, I can I can tell you there, there was eight years stretch when I did not make any profit on my farm. Okay. No, the farm did not make a profit. We survived because we were self-employed. We ate, but we had no profit. In other words, my crop income was X, my expenses were Y, and Y exceeded X or equaled X. So therefore, I had no income. Okay? Excessive, you mean excessive, in excess of your expenses. That's correct. I didn't have any net income, you know, net profit income. So therefore, I had no income tax due. All right? Yes. Okay, now, let's go back to the person like Zach who is starting out in a career of being an employee. He has money withheld from his check if he makes enough check. You know, I mean, there there are minor areas, but... And if he took one dependent, they're going to take quite a bit of money out of his check. If he says 10, the paymaster cannot ever question the person's amount of deductions that they put on their W-2 form. How can he claim 10 dependents? Because he wants a bigger take-home pay. But how can he claim 10 dependents? He's not going to claim 10 dependents on his tax form. We're talking about withholding tax. I mean, because this is important okay. for all of us to understand. Uh, okay, who, who, who's in the background? Somebody else is there. Margot. Margot, did you have a question? Well, I just had a couple of thoughts for Zach. Okay. I'd like to hear him. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, you know, you can buy. I don't know. Um, I came in late to the session, so I didn't hear your whole story but just that you're young and everything. And I know, you know, you can buy $250, $1,000, whatever, MasterCard credit cards that will be, you know, you can use up to however, you know, in other words, you pay cash ahead of time. Yeah, prepaid cards. The debit card, right? Yeah. The credit card. Yeah. And the other thing is, well, I hadn't really planned on uh, sharing my business, but um, Brandy was open about it and, I, too, you know, had some, uh, uh, I've been reinventing myself, too, and I, I, I went to college uh, at 46, graduated at 50, and I was expecting the red, you know, carpets to roll out, but <laughs> I picked up, you know, I learned four languages, I was summa cum laude and all this, and I couldn't find a job to save my life, and I had this dog that was uh, going blind that my friend gave me, and someone turned me on, my friend turned me on to crowdfunding. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 my pride, my pride. Well, anyway. Could you tell us more about what crowdfunding is? Crowdfunding is where if you have a dream, a cause, a wedding, a car accident, a business, there's all these things that are called, they're different sites, they're called crowdfunding. So my friend who was an ex-banker for 30 years said, oh, here's the best one. Um, with the lowest interest. Some of them will give you more money. You'll get more money, more coverage, but more interest. So we went with a GoFundMe, and I had to have, I had to get, I had no job. I couldn't survive, and I needed $5,000 in like two months or my dog was just go blind. And um, you write, you basically send two pictures of yourself, and you say, here's my situation. I'm 15 years old. I want to start my own business. I need $5,000 seed money. I need $1,000 seed money. $500. Where is is crowdfunding? I have to back you up a little bit. Crowdfundme.com. I just found it. Okay. Well, no, crowdfunding is like the term for all the sites. There's many, many, many sites that you can go to. But I I raised $5,000 in six weeks, and my dog got to see perfectly. People sponsored you? Pardon me? People sponsored you? He sent me $5 and $5 and $20. Yeah. And when I got the picture of her after her surgery with her collar off, dancing on her hind legs with a big smile, I sent a thank you card with that picture to hundreds of people, and they wrote me back saying I cried. I didn't know my $5 oh, oh. makes such a difference. Right. And GoFundMe, I mean, you have to, it's like you write your own ad. I'm named Zach. I'm 15. What's the name of that I'm website? Well, there's... There are many. Uh, one of them that several of the people that I personally know, they're using Indiegogo. 
Indiegogo. Has anybody heard of Indiegogo? How do you spell that? I-N-D-I-E-G-O-G-O. Well, the thing is, oh. they all percentage, and you have to read the, the tiniest print. Right. The truth is in the tiniest print. And so GoFundMe had the best. They took the smallest amount. Right. But you send it to all your friends, and you say, could you please send this to one other of your friends? And the ad, I mean, Zach, I could help you write the ad if you want, because I did this. And I, I mean, you help me write an ad. I, there's an expert witness because I do expert witness consulting in the horse business now. There's a conference I would like to go to that's like three thousand dollars for four days. That would be an excellent crowdfunding idea. That's exactly right, Chuck. Thank you for Speaking saying of, that. Yeah. And I'm so I'm like I have I'm sitting here going how am I ever going to come up with this money because attorneys are hiring me to do the expert witness work and I need to have the credibility and the knowledge to represent the people that I'm that I'm representing. Right. Can, can I offer a suggestion, Randy? Though. Yes, please. I mean, that, 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 I mean, this has kind of gotten to be an, an, an open mic thing, but and, and we're going to have to shut it off pretty quick. Come back I'm next week. Your point. I don't know how I'm going to okay, do. Okay, Randy. For what you want to do, when you write the proposal or the statement of fact, the biggest thing I see in what you want to do is you want to do this so you can return value to the community. Yes. In, in other words, you're here now, and if you had this $3,000 experience, you will be able to put more value into a larger community. It's that kind of thing that crowdfunding is looking at. That's right. I can protect horse people who don't right. know what happens when they get into the court of law. Okay, now here's, here's the point. You just said something. Now, I've got about 2,000 horse followers, and you probably have more, that do read what I write, Okay. And we have a magazine. I mean, you know, so again, if your story is told not just by you, because see, this is what in Indiegogo. I just had a girl send me. Would you please share my Indiegogo link? I read the proposal. It made sense to me. Back a few weeks ago, I sent it to my list on Facebook. Okay. Yep. My list of people who I knew would be empathetic to this. I didn't send it out to the public. No, I didn't send that out to the public either. I no, sent no, it out no. to yeah. friends, and then I figured, right. you please send this to one of your friends. Yeah, yeah, that's that's asking for help. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful thing that a lot of a lot of us don't realize, especially those of us aspiring to be in business, there is an inherent human instinct, contrary to public opinion from the media and everything you read and watch. There is an innate human instinct that I believe is God given. And that is we are all put here to help other people. Yes, people love to help. They love to help. People helped me, and I was getting thank you letters from my thank you letters, saying thank you so much. Thank you for thanking me. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, thank you so much for allowing me to help you participate, you know, and and I'm so excited that your dog can see now. Right, right. Randy, I I could help you with that, because you can't believe what people put on these crowdfunding sites. Help me pay for my $40,000 wedding. Help me pay for my car accident. Margo, I will contact you on Facebook, because, you know, I'm sitting here struggling and saying, how am I going to come up with that kind of income? Because I realize that what I'm doing is making a difference for people who don't know they don't know what to do when they get involved in a court case. Right. Well, I also contacted a bunch of organizations. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, we can talk later, Randy. Uh, and The other thing is that you have to have a friend that will contribute a dollar a day because the list keeps going down, down, down. As soon as somebody contributes, you go to the top of the list and right. you're more visible. So every day you have to have someone even contribute, I don't know what the minimum is, a dollar but you're always at the forefront. You, I mean, I raised that, mo- that kind of money in six weeks, and I yeah. was, like, totally broke and eating paper. I was starving to death, but this is my dog, man. Right, right. You know, and I could I had I had four complete strangers donate $250. Oh. Wow. I have, I have a cat with cancer, and there's nothing they can do now, but, right. you know, it's been a very expensive two surgeries to get to this point. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's all right. You know, I realize, you know, those of us who are involved with animals, it's just something that happens. There's nothing else they can do now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, you know what, everybody? It's um, <laughs> My problem is this. I, I do this forever, but... <laughs> <laughs>
we, we've been here a little over an hour. We try to keep it between 45 minutes and an hour. A couple of things to take away today for those of you listening today, tomorrow, and in the future is that we did focus on some import of utilizing social media the proper way. Uh, we touched on Randy's very strong emphasis on ask questions. And if you want to grow in social media, take a look at what you're writing about and you may want to tweak it a little bit and present yourself as somebody who cares and somebody who is interested in other people, which means, and I'm going to use this on Facebook and Google, just don't hit the like button. Take a moment of your time and express in words what you really feel about that article you wrote. If I write an article about how to become a, a, you know, a genius overnight and, and you see that on Facebook, just don't like it. Why not say, Chuck, I think you're full of baloney because of step A, step B, step C. That's good, too, everybody. That is good, as long as you're polite. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but, but take, a moment, take a moment of your time to actually edify the other person. Very strong oh, takeaway oh, from Randy oh. tonight. Pardon? I heard that from Randy, too. Yeah. Really. Yeah, and uh, one thing that we did start to talk about, having to do with Zach, our our new marketer on the block, and I know we'll hear from more from Zach, is um, sometimes you have to make decisions to do things that you may not want to do, but are necessary to do for you to get to your end result. Zach now is an employee of Culver's, and if I ever come to Zach's neighborhood, I'm definitely going to go to Culver's because I know I'm going to be served by a person who cares. Because everything that I've seen from Zach so far is from somebody. Zach, by the way, just real quick, we're going to give a link tonight. Uh, what is your best blog, Zach, so that we can share your best blog with the world today? ZachMarketing.com. Z-A-C-H Marketing.com. Is that the one with your lovely picture on top? It is. Okay. I like the colors. Great choice of colors. We've talked about some ways of formatting it a little better, but, you know, I mean, we're not going to get into that tonight. We, we did have Mock Wing with us, who is not here now, who is doing the um, NH Fuel, Jeff Beeman, Randy, and Margo. Who else was here that I didn't mention? People have come and gone. Uh, Guest 8 still out there. Thank you very much for staying with us. We're going to come back next week, and we were touching on the fact that those of you that are starting home-based businesses and are currently employed – One way to fund your business could be in the larger take-home check that you can receive from your employer by increasing your deductions. And before I get sued or anything else or people write me nasty letters, I want to disclose that the Internal Revenue Service says that 90% of your taxes must be on deposit by December 31st of any year. Did everybody hear what we just said? 90% of the taxes owed for that year should be on deposit at the IRS by December 31st. Now, let's take a quick scenario. A person says, I want 10 deductions. I'm making 500 a week gross, and I was taking home 250. Now I'm taking home three and a quarter or 340. That extra money that, I remember I was living on 250, that extra money I'm going to invest in building my home-based business. I'm going to use it for postage, direct mail, go to meetings, buy gas, and so on, okay? By the way, there's a book that explains all this at youcanbuild.it. In the right-hand side, you'll see a picture of a, of a book with a boat. Get a copy of that boat. All of the templates for what I'm talking about are there. It's all free, no obligation at all. Anyway, so what you do is you take a larger, you take 10, 10 dependents, you take a larger take-home, you monitor the cash flow of your business as any businessman has to on a weekly, monthly basis. And if perchance by September you see that your business is making a profit, you then go back to the paymaster and say, I want no deductions, so therefore your take-home pay is less and more money is put into the tax base. Does everybody understand that concept? Yes. It's called management is what it's called. And anybody who is a business-minded person and is excited about a tax return has to have their head unscrewed. I could never understand why anybody would want to give the federal government who has no idea of how to spend money in the first place 
free use of money for a year so they can have the joy of the government writing you back a check. Why not keep that in your pocket all year long and spend it, invest it to grow your business? Can I say one last thing because I know we're over time for Zach? Yep. Go ahead. Um, well, Zach, when you Google stuff, um, if you put your whatever you Google in parent in um, not parenthesis, but quotation oh, marks. Yep, I know that. Yeah. Okay, you should go. You should Google young entrepreneurs because there's all kinds of young entrepreneurs. Um, uh, not a, not businesses, but people that want to encourage young people that have the drive and the ambition and stuff like that and see what you can come up with because there's a lot of um, societies and uh, organizations and communities that will support a young entrepreneur and just say, hey, how can I raise this money? But you know what I'm saying? There's, there, you probably have more opportunities than we do because you're oh, absolutely. How cool is that? If some 15-year-old kid wants to start a business, let's help him. I mean, people love that stuff. Well, yeah, that's cool. Thank you. I'll look that up right now. Yeah. Thank you very much for sharing that. By the way, I just went to that page, and uh, the, the, the third one down intrigues me because I never like the first two. Uh, there's there's one called Entrepreneur.com TSU Index Teen Business Young Entrepreneur Center for Teenage Entrepreneurs and Business Owners. Hey, Chuck. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, Mosley here. Yeah, I did make it through, but um, I, I guess maybe I, someone else is talking to. Um, I just wanted to say that I was having some technical problems, and uh, it's been a good show. I'll uh, listen and more later. And uh, for Zach, hang in there, man, and uh, do the wise things that you need to do and build your business when you can. I mean, for what I've been going for, I've needed to uh, study for a Master's of Business Administration, and I'm likely going to be working on hours for dollars position for a time um, and continuing with the um, renewable NH3 or ammonia fuel as a uh, second thing I do. So I uh, want to encourage you, but also be practical too, man. So cool that you're here. Thank you very much, Mark. And uh, we want everybody to know, uh, by the way, what you need to do, Mark, is drop me an email at chuckbartok at gmail.com, please. Maybe you did okay. it. I do that because you only you only need five hundred million dollars to build your business, and that is not an undoable. That's not a, uh, you know, that's doable. But we got to start now to make sure you start getting that. So I mean, I just like to talk to you privately. Okay, <laughs> you're you're okay. 30, you're thirty years old and uh, you're completing your MBA uh, in May. And congratulations! I know it's been a long long road. Thank you very much, everybody's uh, Mac. Zach, I like that. Mac and Zach, uh, girls. <laughs> Randy and Margo. Gosh, this you know, it almost sounds like a almost sounds like a made up cast, doesn't it? <laughs> We've got Jeff, Mac, and Zach, and Randy and Margo. Thank you all very much for joining us. Next week, we'll be back again on how to do better at building your business. This is Chuck Bartok saying thank you very much, and remember, go out and have a great day tomorrow because you don't have an alternative. Talk to you all later. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.